ready for the word? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm so excited for this. Second Kings chapter 7. We've been here for a few weeks. Let's read verse 1, 2, and 3. You can all read in your own versions together. Just soak it in because things are about to happen tonight. I feel it in my spirit. I will tell you a lot of things what's happening. Yeah, I know today we are taking it slow, but something is happening in the room. I believe tonight something is about to happen. Second Kings chapter 7. Ready? Let's read together. But Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, a shea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two sheas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Then the captain on whose hand the king leaned said to the man of God, If the Lord himself should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? But he said, You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Mm. Verse 3. Today we are adding on this verse 3. Now there were four men who were lepers at the entrance to the gate. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? Let's read verse 4. If we say, let us enter the city, the famine in the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. So now come, let us go over to the camp of the Syrians. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Please be seated. Wow. My goodness. <coughs> Excuse me. Last week, we, we said, keep hearing today, keep listening. Revival is something that we cannot contain. We got to just be ready for it. Last week we were saying the voice of the Lord is the special ingredient. Right? I was saying it is the voice of the Lord in your life. It's the most important ingredient. And what you were seeing is the breakthrough did not come because they kicked out the enemies in this context. The, big, the breakthrough did not happen because everything was set up for a breakthrough. The breakthrough happened because the voice of God came down through a prophet called Elisha. Now let's connect the dots. <coughs> the whole nation is having famine. Everything is destroyed. But my Bible tells me, if you know this story, which I think many of you know, contrary to what was going on in the land, the only defining thing that was needed 
hmm? people on Zoom, was the voice of God locating an individual and coming down into his spirit. And this man becomes oh, the microphone of God. Ah, do you feel it in your spirit already? It is somebody becomes a speaker. Somebody becomes a microphone in the hands of God. And God is releasing his voice to a man. And the man has received the voice of God. And to receive that, he has lived a life worthy. Everybody say worthy. Worthy, worthy to attract. <laughs> worthy to be located. Worthy to be a recipient of that voice. And when that voice arrives in his spirit, when he opens his mouth like a microphone or like an amplifier, and he releases the same frequency of what heaven has declared to him, everything contrary begins to change. Everything contrary begins to bow down. And everything, the law, the regulations, the limitations, the land changes just because one man and one woman can choose to become a conductor of God's voice in this generation. Tonight, can I just prophesy over everybody and say, God is calling us not just to hear a good message. Ah, I, 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 I love for you to hear messages. But if that messages are good and it does nothing to your spirit, you are wasting your time. Mm. If you hate me, it's okay. But if you will love the Lord, that will be better in this generation. What is the activity of church in this generation? Sit around for two hours. Hear a good sermon. Feel your soul saying, ah, feel nice today. Just encouragement to go for two more steps. If that is all you're after, that is what you're going to get. But if you will say, I want the voice of God to locate me then there is a different dimension for you. And I am here to call his nearness Chicago into the dimension. You are not here to be called one among the many sitting and warming up the church pew or the seats, whatever you call it, even here. You are called to attract the voice of God. Open your spirit and begin to say, Lord, I don't want to just hear, but I want to attract the voice of my maker. Because it is in that voice. Listen, people of God, it is in that voice. Today I won't be long because we have a hard stop at nine. So come on, let's keep moving. Because it is in that voice. Everything that you ever need in your life for your breakthrough is hidden. Yet, the current system of the world has fooled us to walk away from the voice of God. What if I tell you the voice of God is right now hovering over us, but it is waiting for an individual to tap into that special frequency, which is above the rest. And it is not even his job. The job is yours and mine to tap into it. Gone are the days where, where people have built this theology and philosophy saying, does God really speak? The question I want to ask all of you, including myself and today is, are you listening? 
Don't, 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 don't say, is God speaking? Okay, we're changing the vocabulary of our lives. Don't say, is God speaking? You got to say, am I listening? Come on, somebody. Lord, let this fire enter their spirit tonight that their, their, the makeup of their heart, let it begin to change. May the makeup of your heart say, it is not about God or His speaking. It is about God. Am I listening to your voice? Am I listening to the lover of my soul? In this context, you will see I told you that people never went seeking God's voice through the prophet, right? They went with offense, they went with bitterness, they went with their brokenness, but they never humbled themselves. They actually went to fight God and his prophet. But the prophet was sitting there all the while. The king took time. Lesson number one, close off any distances with the voice of God in your life. Wow. Okay? Yes. Now, now, practically speaking, if there is a speaker here in this room, you don't position yourself as far as possible. You position it yourself in a way that you can actually hear. That is why the Bible says, Zambra ne are you with me tonight? Yes. People of God, are you with me? I'm seeing multiple visions at this point, but I'm not going into prophesying mode. Mm -hmm. People on Zoom, you're with me? The Bible says that the voice of the Lord was rare in the days of Eli before Samuel, the prophet, was born. Meaning, nobody had visions, nobody had encounters with God, yet they had this thing called church. Please excuse my language. I, 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 I'm shaking you up in a good way. They had the temple. They had the physical ark of God resting in the temple where the fire never went out. There was a high priest called Eli. Mm -hmm. Everything was perfect. Am I too loud? <laughs> Everything was perfect. They were doing the sacrifices right. Please, come on. Can you talk? I want yeah. you to put yourself in, in this place. They, they were doing the sacrifices right. They were doing the tithing right. They were doing the offerings right. They were doing everything right. Mm -hmm. But yet, the voice of God was absent and nobody cared. And the Bible says, you know the story of Samuel, how he was born. One day I will talk about it. It's a very powerful message. It's a prophetic word. We will go into that one day. When Samuel was born, he did something which his previous generation never did. The Bible says, Eli, in those days, his eyesight was dim. It's, it's very... Sensitive how the Bible talks about it. Old man, high priest, his eyesight was dim. He was aged old. And he was not sitting in the temple anymore. The Bible clearly says, Eli was resting in his comfort zone. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before you hijack me, 
and say like, I don't know, I've never read it. I can totally understand this. Okay, go to 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 2. Are you learning something already? Yeah. Come on, your spirit has to be like fire. Your spirit has to be like ether. Your spirit has to catch it. Okay, your spirit has to catch it. Let your spirit catch fire tonight. Shokoli antolobori antere beniata. First uh, Samuel chapter 3, um, verse 2, if you look at it, I'll read this for you. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was, look at that, lying down in his own place. Okay, verse 3, the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down. Notice, details make you great. This is what my spiritual father says, okay? Details make you great, okay? The lamp of God had not gone out and Samuel was lying down. Watch, two generation difference. This is why our generation, mm, we are going to be different. Can somebody shout an amen? amen. We are going to be different. We are not going to be, I'm prophesying tonight, we are not going to be another generation which is going to go by and say no revival. In our generation, we are going to see the glory of God in our land. We are not going to be like the Eli generation. Come on, somebody. The lamp of God had not gone out yet and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Oof. Two dimensional difference right there. Old man, I have nothing against age, okay, people on Zoom. It's not about age. It is about your spiritual maturity. Can everybody say that? Yeah. It's not about the age. It's about your spiritual maturity. The man had no visions. Forget about supernatural. Natural also is dying, okay? And he has come to a point where he is lying down in his comfort place, okay? Comfortable place. He's like, I'm done, I'm still the high priest, but I have a title that doesn't move God. I have an office, but there's no function in the office. I have a title, but there is no manifestation of the title I carry. I can say I'm a high priest, I'm a prophet, I'm an apostle, but nothing is happening out of it. You know what I'm saying? He has it, but nothing is flowing out of it. And he is sitting, I'm not saying this in a rude way, he's sitting in his comfort zone because the fire in his heart had died. There was no more hunger for more of God. But now here is a young kid called Samuel, dedicated to the temple. What does he do? You need to ask me, has Samuel heard the voice of God? Please, come on, talk to me. Come on, people on Zoom, you can talk to me. No. Samuel has not heard God's voice. But there is something he does differently. And I believe that difference came what his mama told him to do. Because she told him, you know what? Your name means I have heard of you from the Lord. Everybody say heard. heard. She heard the voice of God, right? Yes. She, I have heard of you, asked of you from the Lord. So you are different. She said, Samuel, you know what? When I went to pray, are you with me? We have to wrap soon, okay? You know, he said, you know, the mother said, you know what, Samuel? When I was barren, nothing was moving in my life. Oh, speaker is getting excited. <laughs> nothing was moving in my life. 
Nothing, no breakthrough was coming. Year after year, I was barren. Nothing was ever happening in my life. But one day I decided, irrespective of what my enemy says, you know, there, there was another wife. She had all the kids, but this one was barren. She said, no matter how much my enemy taunted me, no matter how much my enemy made me cry, I decided one thing, Samuel, that I will go into the ark near the presence of God. I will go into the presence of God day after day after day, year after year. I won't let the mockery of the enemy. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. I'm prophesying over somebody. I won't allow the mockings of the enemy to push me back from my destiny. You know, the other wife said, mocked her and made her cry. But she said one thing, forget it. Crying is what I'm doing. But you know what? Listen to me. She said, listen to me. I'm still going to cry in the presence of God. Oof. I'm not going to cry outside. My tears are too precious. I'm going to cry in the presence of God. In fact, when, he entered, when she entered the temple, her husband came and said, Am I not better to you than 10 kids? She said, forget it. And she went. She said, forget it. I'm going into the presence of God. Presence of God is better than everything else. And she went into the presence of God and she wept and she spoke as if her words were like mixed like wine. She was speaking gibberish. She was just like a lady who was drunk. She was so consumed with pain, with desperation. Listen, there are lessons right there. When you're desperate, can I give you a key? Don't go before human beings. I gave you a solid key. Go before your maker who sees you like no other. And, and here is this, is this Hannah who went and she wept before the Lord. And the Bible says, Eli, the man whose vision was dying. You with me? Who had no insight to what was happening in her life. Said, oh woman, why are you drunk? I'm not belittling him, but I'm saying he could not see. Ah, he could not see through the pain of that lady. He could not see through the pain of her soul. And he said, why are you drunk? And then she said, I am a woman of a sorrowful heart. And, and because of the position the man has, he said, go in peace. May the Lord give you what you've come for. Wow. Listen, please connect the dots. Don't lose me. This lady knew a secret. She said, all that she wants. Ah, my goodness, I feel it in my... Do you feel it? She said, all... She got a key. My goodness, people on Zoom, the presence of God is coming on somebody. All she said is, she got a formula. She got a principle. She tapped into something powerful in her life. She said, when I go into the presence of God, irrespective of who understands me or not, if I can just look, the voice of God to locate me. Yes. My breakthrough is for sure. Yes. Even though the man who said did not believe or whatever he thought, but she wanted the voice to come from where? From the presence of God. Yeah. All she knew that. No, no, this mother is telling Samuel, listen, Samuel. You are different. Don't go by what this Eli does. He didn't even know what I was praying for. But you, when you go to the ark, where everybody else are lying down, forget them. But you stay close. You stay closest 
to the presence of God. You put your life around his presence. You put your life around the fire where the lamp is burning. Don't do anything. Just stay consecrated. Just stay there. And I'm telling you, Samuel, this is the place where you came from. This is the place where you were born out of. This is the place I want you to be to become the Samuel you are. It was not a cheat sheet. Come on, am I talking to you? It was not like a cheat sheet. She basically gave him the key from her life. So now, Samuel is sitting, lying, a little kid, lying in the temple next to the presence of the ark, which is the manifest presence of God in those days. Today we are living in a different dimension. Where the Holy Spirit comes to us. But there, the ark of God was symbolic of God's presence for one. And he's lying there and telling. What is he telling God? Come on, people of God, everything that you and I do. You ready for this? You're telling something to God. People on Zoom. Even you joining us on Zoom. Everything you do, you're telling God something through your spirit. You're messaging him. He was lying there and he was saying, God, my leader is outside in his comfort zone, but I am here next to your presence. My mother says that this is where things begin in my life. This is where things began in my life. And he's like, if this is where things began, God, I want to continue here. He's lying there. Guess what happens? Guess what happens? And the Lord called Samuel. And he said, here I am. And ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. You with me? Yes. Now God comes and calls Samuel. And where does Samuel go? Please talk to me. Does this say when God wants to talk to you even though he is God he will always use a human voice and he will choose to put himself in that frequency. How many of you can tell my voice is my voice and Nimi's voice is Nimi's voice? You can tell the difference. Anyone, your voices are so unique. It's like nobody can, they can mimic your voice for a few minutes, not for the whole day. Okay? Now when God talks to Samuel, you are telling me that God purposely spoke like Eli. Build your own, build your own ideas, but I'm gonna about to break it. God has a way. 
to represent his voice to a generation i'm giving you these keys you won't find this anywhere you'll find this in this stream because everything will become explosion i never even thought i'm going to go to first samuel by the way so he comes and puts himself in the voice of eli and he talks to the kid and the kid goes running to eli so does god use a familiar voice and yet his voice is masked hidden intertwined in that voice of that man of god this is where everything becomes different where samuel had to learn that god being such a powerful god but yet he will come in the voice of a man and if he can decipher the man and the voice and he can know this is god speaking through this man that his life and destiny will be changed and that is exactly what happened with samuel and he became a prophet okay i'm going to teach about this another day go back to first kings chapter 7 did you enjoy that small snippet from there yes. now come back to first uh, sorry second kings chapter 7 now you need to know this why i shared this was for you to know that the voice of god has a location Ooh, do you hear me what i'm saying you can say whatever you want to say but if you want to prove me wrong let's go through the scripture and go through the spirit because i have seen the mannerism of god could not god deliver israelites without moses he could but still he says moses i want to send you and moses is like i'm stammering i don't want to talk he's like no you have to talk god's voice as powerful as his voices he will always send it through a man now in this context you heard now elisha gives a word to the people he says here's the word of the lord this word will happen tomorrow and the captain on whose hand the king leaned said this is not going to happen and then before i go further in the whole land when the famine was happening if you ask me only few people heard the solution you can say if god is so interested why did he not go and declare it out loud to everybody from the mountain top this is what you need to know this is a mannerism of god his voice will only come to those who will value it now the voice of god was released from heavens but it needed one individual you are with me who honored that voice in that level of reverence and who was that elisha his honor to the voice of god as a prophet you know what what fuels the prophetic you know what drives the prophetic what makes a prophet a prophet it is not just gifts it is the tune up that has happened with the voice of god there is nothing above it beyond it can i tell you something a voice is never in the past oof come on process that for a second right now i'll say that a voice is 
active. Yeah. It is never in the past. Mm-hmm. That means you heard. It's not a voice. Yeah. If you say in the future, that means the voice has not come. When you say the voice, it is now. Yeah. It is here. It is flowing right now. A voice is active. Yeah. It is flowing like a river. Yeah. Wow. Process it for a second. So the thing that makes a prophet a prophet is not that I heard this. It is his capacity to be in tune with the live voice of God and ready to listen to him 24 bar 7 and live in that voice is what makes him a prophet or a prophetess. There's nothing, there's no other special ingredient. The ingredient is the voice of God. That is why God began to call Samuel. And when Samuel began to hear, ah, all of a sudden, when his ears began to get tuned in the presence of God. See, his ears didn't get tuned outside of the presence of God. Please. If you're thinking you can tune your ears outside of the presence of God, you know, you will try to. But there are a lot of areas which you don't know what can happen. But if you can tune your ears in the presence of God, that's when the voice of God becomes clear. Are you learning something? Yeah, yeah. So when he tuned and tuned and tuned, Samuel became a prophet. <laughs> Same way. Now Elisha is a prophet and his ammunition comes from one place. Being yoked to the voice of God. My goodness. Now you can just say, oh, if the voice of God is here, why am I not hearing it? That is the journey. I started off this message by saying, it's not about you saying, I don't hear God. Is God speaking? That's the wrong question. Today onwards, you shall say, I'm waiting to hear Him. I'm listening. It's a different dimension. He is always speaking. Question is, are you? That is what Elisha did. Mm. Elisha did not fight back to that captain. Mm. Saying, oh my God is powerful. No, Mm. no. His response was different. He just said, here. Here. The word of the Lord. Here. The voice that is coming to me. And I'm about to tell you what that voice is telling you. Wow. How, no matter how majestic God is, He still uses a human channel. Mm. This is the nature of God. Why did not God just declare over them from a cloud? No. God used a man. And He uses a man like a microphone. He will use a man like a speaker. He wants His frequency in the midst of all other frequencies to be heard loud and clear. That's what Jesus did. My sheep hear. So qualification for a sheep is what? Hearing. And today's Christianity, you go to a church, a place, we have a church. I'm not against churches. In fact, I love and I pray for churches to be revived. And we are also a church. Because just we don't look like a cathedral doesn't mean we're not a church, right? Mm-hmm. You're with me? Yes. 
<coughs> the thing about God is this. We can have everything and if we miss out His voice, the special ingredient, what are we doing? I see a flood coming. A spiritual flood. I don't know if you sense it, but I almost feel like there are no more walls in this room. When that flood comes, the question is, his voice is coming with it. <coughs> Will you be carried by that voice? God's mannerism is so different. When God begins to talk, people on Zoom, you're with me? When God begins to talk to the dry bones, you with me? No matter you and I might be like a dry bone. Okay? Dry to the level, everything is gone. No hope. A fossil. <laughs> My son likes fossils a lot. Dinosaur fossil. If he gets the, if the Lord speaks to him, I think he'll gonna raise up a dinosaur somewhere in the land. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> I pray that he won't raise up a dinosaur. But I'm saying, as fossil as a church can look, I'm taking you somewhere. This is all connected because we're going to pray in some 30 minutes, right? Who knows? During that prayer time is when you catch the fire. When, when, the, when the revival hits us, you don't know. But I'm saying, when, 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 and God sees those dry bones, God tells, hey, Ezekiel, what do you see? I see dry bones. But God is like, okay, can you prophesy? Ezekiel could like, God, you, you're the ones who's saying, why don't you prophesy? Why, why, why you need me, a middleman? Voice. Because if he speaks, none of us can even stand in the glory. He is like that. But yet when he uses a man, it comes to you in a way that can become a channel of glory and blessing. So now God says, prophesy to the dry bones as I have commanded you. So prophecy should never be born out of non-commands. But when it is born out of a command, okay, are you with me? When it is a command in your spirit and you prophesy as I'm commanded by the Lord, that voice that comes to you I want to tell you in as simple as I can, it is as good as God coming to you, period. The voice of God coming to you in his purest form through any channel and you becoming a recipient to that voice is as good as God locating you in a generation. The purpose of tonight's meeting is one thing I want to move. I want to move you to one place in the spirit is that you're listening to him. You're not just being like an Eli who says, I will be in my comfort. Things are breaking, but I'm okay with it. No, you have to change your location. And you got to go and say, I'm sitting in the presence of God until his voice begins to resonate. Maybe through a man, it's okay. Maybe through Pastor Chetan. 
You are getting it? Maybe through a prophet, it's okay. But I want to keep hearing it until I become tuned to this voice. And that voice is the defining factor in my life. Yes. And this is exactly what happens. Elisha says, hear the word of the Lord because I have heard his voice. And he says this, tomorrow by this time. Beware. When you get a word like that, when the voice of God comes to your life, there's always something else that happens. There's another contrary voice always around. Please, I want you to get this. There's always another contrary voice. You know what's the other contrary voice? Just like the captain. If you look at it, the king was leaning on the captain. The king, when he wants to rest, he has a servant. Like This guy is the closest to the king, yoked to the king, literally. How funny is that? And that guy, even before king speaks, he speaks. If even God makes windows from heaven, it's not going to happen. Listen, when Elisha spoke, you with me? You're almost, you know, you're almost going. Elisha spoke. The king should not have had access to this promise. For this grace. For this mercy. Because he came to kill the prophet. Right? But God in his mercy gives him, I told you, voice of God coming to you is as good as God coming to you. God comes to the king through the prophet with mercy, saying, tomorrow will this time, you didn't seek me, but because there is an interpreter, because there is somebody else who hosts my voice, I'm releasing a voice of mercy to you, that through him, your land is going to be blessed and healed. And before this king answers, the other guy answers. And that answer is the contrary voice. Saying, can God do this? People of God, when his voice comes to you, check your vicinity. There will always be another voice around the vicinity of God's voice. I'm telling you this ahead of time. This is a warning. This is a red flag. There will always be, if God says, I am going to bless you, there will always be another voice which will come and say, this is, you think this is going to happen? This, you think this can happen? The lying spirit will always locate and come. But you got to make sure whom you are leaning on. Ah, don't lean on that contrary voice, but rather detach yourself from the contrary voice and say, God, I am thankful for your voice and I receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, in fact, the king did not hear the voice. I mean, receive the voice. The guy mocked it. The king didn't stop him. Right? You see the disrespect to the voice of God? The king didn't say anything. The guy did not. He mocked. And there were few elders sitting. So in, in total, like only five people heard the voice of God. Are you ready for this? Yes. But there are people who are broken, contrary, you know, I mean, of a contrite heart, mm. broken, mm. who know, who knows, there is no other breakthrough coming to them except through the voice of God. Yeah. Those are the ones are actually the closest to receiving the voice of God then a king and a man who's leaning in his own lies. Watch this. The king did not hit the breakthrough the moment the word came. Oof! Lepers. 
Do you see it? Yes. Four lepers. You see that? There were four men who were lepers at the entrance of the gate. Now, my beloved, I want to ask you, what qualified them? You see the dynamics of God? The man, the king. Oh, I am a king. I'm leaning on my servant. I'm leaning on him. The voice came. He missed it. And the prophet said to that leaning man, he said, you will see it, but you won't eat of it. He lost it. The king also didn't receive the breakthrough at the moment. You know who received it? Four lepers. When God is speaking through prophet Elisha, there were some four men sitting desperate. Nothing has moved in their life. In fact, everything in life is falling off. Even their fingers, their nose, I don't know what's going on. And they make a statement and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? That's where I want to stop. I want to ask you, don't come to the place where you're comfortable to die without the voice of God. Please. Please. I, if I've done anything, whatever I've done this evening, there's one thing I'm urging you. Can you come to a place where you say, I don't want to die without the voice of God. Mm. I don't want to get comfortable where I am and just die in it. The lepers made up their mind. They said, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go to the palace, we're going to die. Anyways, let's eat some good food and die. <laughs> Is that what the, what the Bible says? Yes. Can you read that for me? That's exactly what it says, right? That's exactly what it says. What, yes. what was their confession? <laughs> verse 4 yeah. if we say let us enter the city go on can you read that yes if we say let us enter the city the famine is in this city and we shall die there and if we sit here we die also so now come let us go over to the camp of the Syrians if they spare our lives we shall live and if they kill us we shall but die can you read, read the verse 3 too yes now there are four men who were lepers at the entrance of the gate and they said to one another why are we sitting here until we die why are we sitting here until we die see for me the thing when i look at eli is ready to die wrap up his game said over but i believe if you came tonight god is saying that he doesn't want to leave you in the state you are. This is the prophetic word for all of you. That he doesn't want you to die in what has caught you for this long. If you can just make the arrangements again. Because some of you are thinking, if I get this, my life will be better. If I set this up, my life will be better. Maybe my income a little more. This, that. I don't deny those things. But if everything you do and you miss on his voice, you cannot be carried anywhere in your life. Because those things will not carry you. They'll only 
are part of you, but you cannot carry them, neither can they carry you. But if you will hear the voice of God, He will carry you till your end. And the voice of God will not let you die in your situation. Lepers as they were, all of a sudden, when the prophet declared the word of the Lord, you know what happened to them? As leprous as they were, within their heart, there's a drawing that began. And the heart began to say, there is more. There is hope. There is the voice of God telling us, we shall not sit here and die like the way we are. Anyways, we are going to die, but let's die better. Anyways, we are living, let's live one more time. I want to provoke your heart tonight to say, you're doing your Christian life, everybody, that's why you're here. But can you tell yourself from today, I'm going to live to hear your voice. I'm not going to be in the same level. Revival train is coming. I'm not going to miss it. I don't want to miss the voice of God. I don't want to sit and read all the books, the stories, the healings, the miracles. Hey, we, we see miracles every week here. You are my witness. Yeah. We see so many. Even, even we, we see it on Zoom. I see it in India. I'm, I'm not even there. I am doing meetings through Zoom. And I see phenomenal healings. I've seen kidneys heal. There's no, there's no end to God's power. But what I am saying is, if we can tap into the voice of God in another dimension, oh, then our life is going to become different. So now, all I want to tell you is, tonight, what is the voice of God telling you to do? To connect to His voice, right? And if the voice of God has come to us, through another prophet, through our senior prophet, my senior prophet, my spiritual father, he's saying revival train is coming. Yeah. What are we doing with that voice? Mm -hmm. I cannot be like that guard who's like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But rather it's better to be like the leper who says, okay, I don't see anything happening much. But I hear the Lord saying, I shall not die in this anymore. I'm just going to get up from here. I'm going to do what he's telling me to do. And I'm just going to go near the camp of the enemy. Do you see the guts of these lepers? They're going to go to the camp of the enemy. Open your mouth, begin to pray in the spirit. When, 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 when Sherry was testifying, she said 48 hours. She claimed that 48 hours. And she said the timing, God. And in this scripture, God says 24 hours. Tomorrow by now. Tomorrow by this time. So there are ways you catch the voice of God. That means there is a way you can tune into his frequency where everybody else has missed it. But you can say, no, no, that is for me. Father, we thank you for your assistance in this place.